Amen. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of John, chapter 21, beginning with verse 12. Now, prior to this right here, um, Peter said, I'm going to go fishing. And uh, the rest, rest of the disciples said, we're going to go with you. Went out there and fished all night, didn't catch a thing, not a thing. Jesus, when he had talked to them, you can stand if you'd like. Um, he said, boys, you got any meat? I said, no. Fished all night, ain't caught nothing. He said, throw the nets out on the right side. You know, being on the right side is important. Saying the right words is important. Being at the right place at the right time makes all the difference in the world. The Bible says that when they got to the shore and began to drag the nets in, you think numbers aren't important to Jesus? They counted the fish and there was 153 fish. And he already had the coals going according to scripture. Had fish on there. I can taste it right now. Bread, fish, good, greasy catfish. But our Bible don't say what kind of fish. And in verse 12 he begins. Jesus saith unto them, come and dine. He invited them. To come and eat. And none of the disciples did ask him. Who, who is this? Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples. After that he was risen from the dead. Jesus was not a ghost here. He was a living person. That stood before them. They could see him. They could hear him. And he ate with them. So when they had dined. Jesus saith unto Simon Peter. And I've always wondered. Why was he speaking just to Peter here? Simon son of Jonas. Do you love me more than these? These that are sitting around. Do you love me more than these? He saith unto him. Yea Lord. Thou knowest that I love thee. And so Jesus said unto him, feed my lambs. He saith unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, yes, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, then feed my sheep. The third time, he saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And Peter said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Then Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Father, help me in the name of Jesus this morning. Okay, this thing's not on, and I don't want to cut loose and it knock everybody's ears out. So, hello, one, two, three. Uh, there it comes, Rusty. You, you hear me? All right, thank you. And all the technology advances, hey, this since I was a youngin, it is amazing to me that people still are trying to make wrong things right, replace love with hate, and do the things they want to do like they want to do it, as long as they want to do it, and they have replaced peace with war. I mean, get over it. Hey, the election's passed. The man has been voted in. And he's trying to do a job. 
And you got all this riffraff. I mean, as close to us as Clemson. Acting stupid. If you don't like America, I say get out. There's planes going abroad every day. You can get a one-way ticket. I say get it and get gone. But listen to me. God knows all the right things. God knows who's right in this and God knows who's wrong. God knows those hearts that's doing all this protesting. He knows every one of their hearts. And what I'm thinking, and I'm wondering, what kind of raising did they have? I saw ladies walking along dragging little children. I mean, I don't understand it. I mean, the, you know, hey. If your candidate didn't get voted in, there's one been voted in that need our prayers and need God's guidance. And you and I as Christian, if we don't do it, listen, if you don't pray for the president, I don't care where you voted for him or not, you are sinning against God because the Bible says they are appointed by God. Hello? Okay, when we think about God knowing all the right things, listen, God knows his, first of all, God knows his enemies. He knows his enemies. He knows who's against him. He knows who's rejecting his son right now. And let me tell you something. If you're lost right now, you are an enemy to God. You're on the bad side. You're on the wrong side. You're an enemy to God. And you don't love God and you don't love Jesus if you're lost and you're not doing anything about it. We read the word of God. It says that God loves us. It says that Jesus died for us. It says he's asking us to invite him into our lives so we'll help us make those right choices. God says to his enemies, I know that you do not love me. I know that you do not serve me. And yet, even though we have sinned against God, he still loves us. He loves the lost, and you and I should love the lost, okay? We should hate sin. God hates sin, but he loves the sinner. And my responsibility is to share with the sinner. You know, God, God bless me. This week I, I've been with some, some lost people and trying to build a relationship, and, it, and it's exciting. I'm praying for them every day, and, and, I'm, and I'm looking forward to seeing them again to, 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 to further our relationship with them so that I can get to the point that they will trust me so when I say I want to talk to you about Jesus, they'll continue to look. Well, God knows who his enemies are. Second thing, God knows all of our ways, our words, and our works. You see, God's way, uh, excuse me, uh, Cassie, I'm, uh, put up John 8, 37 through 44. I'm sorry, baby. I run over this morning. I gave her uh, some notes, and I, uh, I'm sorry I run past. I want you to look here. I know that ye are Abraham's seed, okay? But ye seek to kill me. That's what Jesus said. Because my words have no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father and do... And ye do that which ye have seen with your father. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham, which is following God. But now ye seek to kill me. A martyr that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. You do the deeds of your father. 
They said they of him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus saith unto them, if you were your fathers, ye would love me. For you proceeded forth that came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Think about that. He sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word? What is your problem? It's what he's saying. I don't know that I can see all of that, y'all. You are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning. That's the devil. He abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. Do you understand that the devil is a liar? He is the father of all lies. God knows his enemies. He knows our works and our ways and he knows our words. You see, God, God's way needs to be our way, not our way, his way. Our way needs to be his way. Jesus said, come follow me. Come unto me, all you that labor to heavy laden. Come and follow me. Be a part of what I'm doing. And that's what he was asking those disciples to do. Y'all come on in here and eat. I've got the food ready. Just come. You see, our ways are not always the right ways. There is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction. There is a way. There are many ways that people choose, but there's only one way. We see our words are spoken with our tongue. The Bible says in James 3, 6 through 10, and the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the words, works of the body, and setteth on fire the course of nature that is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of the things in the sea and tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. Listen to what he says. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which ye are made after the similitude of God. Same tongue. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessings and curses. My brethren, he says, James says, these things ought not so to be. Now, when we as Christians, when we speak words, listen, these words need to be words of encouragement to one another, encouraging each other, lifting each other up, giving them a hope that only Jesus can give. And if you have that hope, then give that hope to those who need it. Give them a word of appreciation and thanksgiving for what they are doing. And give them words that praise the name of Jesus. How about our works? Look at James 2, 17 uh, through 23. Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou dost well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that without faith works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac, his son, upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works? 
and by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which, which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was, it was imputed. It was counted to his account unto him for righteousness, and he was called, look what it said, the friend of God. I want to be a friend of God. I want to be a friend of those who need Jesus. You know, we buddy with our, our saved friends probably all during the week. But how much buddying do we do with the lost crowd? How much buddying do we do with the lost crowd? Listen, uh, our, our works, uh, the book uh, in Revelation, the second chapter and the third chapter, Jesus is speaking to the seven churches. Every one of those churches, he bragged on along the way. But then he said, I know your works. I know your attitude. I know your motive for what you're doing. Um, I met with a, a church family this week trying to help them get a new building built. And we uh, were at the bank and the bank lady, she said, I, I just want to praise y'all for the, for the way you're giving to missions. And I thought, man, God will bless that. You take away the missions, God, he does, he does not have to bless this church, y'all. We don't need to let down on our missions. We need to keep giving to our missions. And, and the youth, as they prepare to go to Kentucky, uh, are going to have this banquet and all. Be a part of that. You say, well, I can't go to Kentucky. But you can come to the banquet. You can be there. You can donate that they can have the funds to go. And I'm going to tell you something, it's not a playtime, okay? I went with them last year, Lynn and I, to New York. It was not all play. It was work, a lot of work. And our youth did a great, great job. You see, God knows our enemies. He knows our works and our ways and our words. But also God knows his children. You know what he says about us? The very hairs of your head are numbered. He said, I know your inward parts. I know your inward parts. He knows us when we're sad. He knows when we're glad. He knows when we're mad. So we need to be careful. He knows his children. I've heard parents say, I know my kids. Do you? Do you know what your kids are doing? Uh, somebody help me. I'm, I may not get it exactly right. Many, many, many years ago. I guess it's four hours of married. It's 11 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? You know what needs to be there now? It is 11 o'clock. Do you know where your parents are? I mean, my goodness. Well, God knows his children. Another thing, God knows the consequences of disobedience. The consequences of disobedience. Romans 6, 23 says, For the wages of sin is death. Death. We don't like death. We don't like to talk about death. We don't like to visit death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. God told Adam and Eve, put them in the garden. He said, now all these trees you kept yourself to, but the tree that's in the midst, the tree of, of knowledge of good and evil, do not mess with it. The day that you partake of the fruit, the day you do that, you shall surely die. The word shall there didn't mean they would die right to it as soon as they took a bite, okay? The word shall was a future. 
that they would eventually die, and they did, and people are still dying because of their disobedience to God, in particular the fruit which was forbidden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And Satan took that and said, he didn't say you would die. I mean, like now. So, hey, go ahead and partake. Your eyes will be open. God knows in the day that you do that, that you're going to be wise, just like him. Well, it sounded good. Let me tell you something. The devil always sees to it that sin sounds good, that it looks good. And listen, it might even taste good. The Bible says sin is fun for a season. But sin has its consequences, and it's called death. Also, God knows our needs. Philippians 4.13 simply says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And I feel that way. I can do anything through Jesus Christ who gives me the strength. Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Another thing, God knows his plans for us. I wish I had known that early in my life, that God knows the plans for us. It's simply the reason I wasn't taught, I wasn't told, okay? I was only about 12 years old. What if I'd have known that earlier? God knows the plans for us. You and I were not just born without a purpose. We were no accident. Turn to, look at Jeremiah 29, 13, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. God told Jeremiah, hey, I knew you before you were born. I knew you before you were born. It's amazing. I see ladies, you can tell they're expecting, okay? And I think there's that precious little soul within who's depending on that mother to protect them. And you can take this any way you want to. I've seen young mothers expecting and smoking cigarettes like a freight train. I'm thinking every time you suck that in there, you're feeding that baby that nicotine. Sad, but it's true. Listen, God's going to hold people responsible. You might think you're going to get by, and we might think we're going to get by, but there's going to be a time come when we're going to be brought before the throne of God. We're going to stand before him and give an account of everything done in this body, whether it be good or bad. God knows all the right things. Why not just follow him and do the right things? Last of all, God knows who the lost is and he knows who's saved. I can almost see the roll book when I was in school. They go down the roll calling names. And you answered here. 
If you didn't answer here, then you were marked absent. How are you going to make that up? Well, sometime we would go back and say, hey, I was out on that day. What can I do to make up this day? Okay. One of these days, God is going to call the roll. We sing a song, when the roll is called up yonder, will you, will I be there? When the roll is called up yonder, listen, the roll will only be called one time. One time the roll will be called. If your name's found written down in the Lamb's book of life, it will be called and you will be able to answer here. Even the lost are going to stand before God. Their name is going to be called. And they too will say, here. That, those people, God will say, well, how did you get in? Who are you? I do not know you. I watched you on earth, but you didn't choose my son. You didn't choose to go the right way. You chose to go your way. And even though you went your way, I blessed you. Listen, everybody from children that know right from wrong to, to know that Jesus died on the cross all the way to us old folk. Listen, God is going to hold us responsible. God's blessed us many ways over and over. He's given us work. He's given us jobs, good education, He's given us shelter and food and clothes and transportation. What have we given him? He knows all the right things. He knows all the right places where you and I need to be. I made mention last Sunday, sort of in a comical way, don't use up all your sick days for attending church. You know? <laughs> you only got so many sick days at work. Again, I've heard some of you say, hey, I don't use up all my sick days. I got to go. I ain't got no choice. But if you get up, <laughs> I, better, I can't go to church. I better stay home. And you know what the devil says? You're right. If you're sitting next to somebody and you start coughing and spitting and sputtering, they're going to look at you like, are you crazy? Why don't you get out of here? Be faithful to the Lord. Hey, if we were as faithful to God as we are to our jobs, hey, I work a job, okay? What would he do? What could he do? And as I look around all the way around here, let me tell you something, church. I praise God for you, not only for the offering you gave last Sunday, but last Sunday was a massive crowd like it is today. And I thank God for those of you who are dedicated and sold out to God that this is the place to be on Sunday. You're teaching your children. Hey, you're teaching your kids. It, it's nothing short of a blessing to be here as a family unit. To be here and to thank God. Hey, thank God for your spouse. You say, I don't like them. So we'll do something. Change it. Don't change them. Don't switch and get another one. Help them. Love one another. God knows the right things. And in this technology that we live today, hey, you know what this age is? Know it all. Know it all. Hey, you can't tell me nothing. I know it all. Well, I don't know how close I'm getting to one of these smartphones. I, I, I'm not sold out on that thing yet, but yet I'll ask some folk that's got them, hey, pull the weather up and see what's happening here. 
But I don't have time to sit around getting them. I mean, my thumbs, I don't want to wear them out. Okay? God knows all the right things. Listen, God loves you. I love you. I thank you for your presence this morning. Only God could put this together. Only God could bless you. We're going to meet again tonight. I invite you. I encourage you. Listen, those you young folk that have babies, bring them. Bring the children. Get them, have them in this KFC thing. And be here for worship. God loves us. And he's blessing our church. And I thank God for a place, even this morning in my prayer, a place to serve. That's what it's about, serving the Lord. It's not what you can do for me. It's what can I do for you. It's not what the church can do for you, but what can we do as a collective body for our church. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the opportunity, Lord, just to stand here this morning. God, I I thank you for such a wonderful crowd today. I pray that you bless every home. Lord, I know there's some in here that's sick. There's some in here that don't feel well, but they've come to your house because they love you. And God, I pray that you'd bless the home from which they come. Bless those who are still having to work for a living. God, I pray that you'd bless them on their job. And those who work for themselves, I pray that you'd send them a massive amount of work even this week that they can keep things going and God we'll thank you and praise you for all we all you do for us and Lord I pray for any lost in this room right now Lord they help them to know they are they're your enemy they don't love you and I pray that you help them today to accept your son and get on the right side for we ask it in Jesus name amen